today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. As you remember, this time yesterday, we were uh, sweltering in temperatures that were probably a good 10 degrees warmer than what we are now. Certainly with the humidity, it made it feel that way. Uh, Obviously, as we look back over the past couple of summers, it's pretty safe to say that uh, the weather is getting more interesting, to say the least. Certainly uh, a bit more volatile. To talk more about that and... Uh, Is there an issue in regard to the weather alert system? Because we are where we are, it appears we're getting more of these. However, does that mean that we're over-publicizing them or there's just more reason to do so? Let's bring in Anthony Farnell, Chief Meteorologist, Global News. He is with us now. Anthony, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Oh, thanks for having me on today. So your tweet was very simple. If a severe thunderstorm watch warning is issued in your area but nothing occurs, are you less likely to listen to future watches and warnings? And then, of course, you answer. You, you can answer yes, no, uh, it doesn't matter. What's the feedback been like on that? What's your take on all of this, being a professional? Yeah, well, the feedback is, is kind of what I assume, that, yeah, if you uh, cry wolf, if you throw out a bunch of watches and warnings and see what sticks and there's sunshine overhead and nothing happens, uh, yeah, people eventually are, are going to stop listening to those warnings, whether it be on TV, via radio, or now everybody gets a lot of these alerts on their phone. So you just kind of get rid of that, you swipe it away, you don't even check on it. And I think some of that has to do with the fact that these severe thunderstorm watches in particular uh, get popped up so early in the day, and in some cases, I don't see what Environment Canada is looking at it and, and really would love to see them try and narrow down and, and use some skill in forecasting what areas will actually get thunderstorms. So what is happening here? What's your concern? Well, my main concern is they just need to, to switch this entire warning system. There, there's a lot uh, at stake here because, obviously, uh, when it comes to things like like freezing rain in the winter and severe thunderstorms and tornadoes, these are the, the type of warnings that, that the public needs to get, and they need to be able to rely on it and trust it. And what the problem is right now is that these uh, Environment Canada zones are so big that sometimes you can have a thunderstorm that's, say, a uh, 50 or 100 kilometers away from Hamilton itself, and yet somehow it gets grouped into the same warning box. Right. And, and that is uh, millions of people in some cases, like yesterday in, in the GTA, about 2.8 million people were under a severe thunderstorm warning. And I saw on radar one thunderstorm that was over North Whitby, uh, about 10,000 people living in, in, in its path. So it, you see kind of the general idea of why why this can be such a problem. So is this a, a flaw or, or oversight when it comes to Environment Canada and how they issue these warnings? That's, the, that's where the, the warnings originate, correct? That's where the warnings originate, yes. We, uh, as in the private sector, do not issue our own warnings, and I, I see so many problems if, if we did start doing that, because then who would you trust? What local station, what uh, online blog would you, would you go to for, for warning? So I, I, I do agree that, yes, they need to come from a government source, but the problem is I think they're still just using old technology. They're using a system that, that was not great to begin with. And about a decade ago, or maybe a little bit less, but the U.S. switched to something called polygon warnings. And for severe thunderstorms, basically you're, you're drawing a box on that individual storm, forecasting it out, and then you're warning everybody in the path of that. And I think that's something that we really need here in Canada. And, and speaking with Environment Canada, I think it's still several years away. Uh, this is obviously about uh, communication, Anthony. Uh, what about using 
you guys and girls in some way? Is there not is there not any way that you know somehow everyone's you know keeping in touch with what's going on? I mean, is is there are they using uh, enough of the information at their fingertips to their advantage? Well, yeah, and I, I would like to think that the answer is yes. I know uh, anytime you have a government agency, there's a lot of bureaucracy involved, and, and they maybe are more inclined to use the Canadian computer models and Canadian radar, which in some cases is quite good. In others, it's just not <laughs> not comparable to right. uh, when I'm looking at a storm coming in towards Hamilton or Toronto, I'm mostly using the Buffalo radar because it's a much better radar system. And I know there is a plan to upgrade the entire network here in Canada, and that is something to do with the warnings as well. So uh, as far as, as us forecasting and, and myself being a meteorologist and, and being a been doing this for 15 years, I see setups that I think are conductive to severe weather and others that aren't. And well, as far as yesterday goes, I just got a, a little bit angry because I, I just didn't see it and I didn't see the need to 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 basically advise so many people, uh, put them under a watch. You know, that's fascinating, Anthony, because normally people are ticked off at you and now it's the other way around. It's the weather guy that's ticked off. I love that. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's full circle, I guess. Yeah. I, I should watch what I wish for, though, because I know uh, even when you nail a forecast, it somehow uh, down the road will come back, uh, come back to bite you. Uh, one other thing about yesterday is uh, I know you were probably saying it on, on your airwaves that there was a heat warning in yeah. effect for Hamilton, and there was not a heat warning in effect for Toronto. And this is another thing that I think needs to be ironed out, and a lot of that had to do with the criteria that they used, the fact that Hamilton was close to 30 for two days in a row and, and Toronto just missed that mark, yet it was actually hotter and more humid in Toronto than Hamilton yesterday. So it's just kind of confusing, and, and I think it just needs an overhaul, this warning system. So is this an, an accuracy issue, uh, a technological issue, uh, like an updating, a technological updating issue, or an organizational issue? Uh, I, well, I think it's uh, a little bit of everything. I, I know definitely technology-wise um, you need to get the wheels going early because it takes some time to implement this, and especially if you're not just a local station or, or a local office, you're trying to do this across the entire country. So you need money to do that, you need uh, technology, but you also need the right people in place and and. and the, you need basically the public to to urge the government to, to make these changes. Environment Canada needs to do that. It sounds like what you guys and girls are doing uh, at, at various media outlets is probably more on the ball, more accurate than what they're giving you. Is that what you're? Is that what I'm? Is that what I'm interpreting here? That at the end of the day, well, they're not well, doing I, as good a job as the private sector is on all of this. Well, I, I like to think us here at Global. We have, we have trained meteorologists. We have. The best technology at our fingertips. We we use computer models that uh, I know that Environment Canada actually doesn't have access to. So uh, that's something that that I'm see. That seems bizarre. That seems bizarre right there, Anthony. That you guys are using tools that they don't have access to. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's not that they they don't necessarily have access to it. I just know that they don't use it. This right. uh, some of these smaller uh, scale models that we use. They may have something of their own, but we're using something that's that's proven and, and that is constantly being improved because our weather system is, is attached to the weather company and IBM, and, and we get upgrades all the time. So I'm not comparing apples and apples, but I know that I'm pretty re- reliable and, and, and have been doing my best to make good forecasts. 
So, um, obviously, with the weather the way it is, anybody, you know, whatever your your thoughts are on, on, on climate change, all of that stuff, it does seem to be certainly a little bit more unpredictable than what it has been in the past for, for areas, say, like southern Ontario. How, how does that add to the issue? How does that make it more complicated? Is there a case that we're issuing warnings that don't need to be issued, or there's just so many of them coming up, and we go, oh, there's another one, who cares, you know? Yeah, and, I, and I, again, I think it's a little bit of both. I, I know that this summer uh, there have been severe thunderstorms. There have been a few reported tornadoes, although not nearly the amount compared to the warnings that were issued. So, uh, yeah, severe weather is, is definitely a part of southern Ontario's summer, basically, and, and it, it has been getting... I think in the last decade or so, a little worse. Yes, we have had more severe weather, but if you, I haven't done this, but if you maybe added it up, all the the rain and thunder and and storm reports versus the amount of warnings issued, I I do think uh, the graphs are are not proportional. I think there are way more warnings today than than there have been uh, in the past. So what are your viewers saying? What's been the feedback on this? Uh, Are people taking these uh, more with a grain of salt now? Do they do they do they heed the advice? It, it is mixed, but I think overwhelmingly yes. People are are just like any news information over the past few few years. You're you're just being bombarded with so much extra information and so much coming from so many different sources. So it, it's only normal that there's a bit of complacency and and people just take it with a grain of salt. So you you really need to stress the urgent storms versus say a garden variety thunderstorm and that's what our job is to in the media to to broadcast and and tell people what ones they really need to take seriously and i'm just thankful that we haven't had that big tornado yet and and really tested the new warning system and i know when tornado warnings are issued if 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 you're in that area you're going to get a text even if you don't sign up for it so this is something new that still has to be tested out across canada and where are we with that because again this is a work in progress is it not it really is, and, and ideally the, the plan is to have a warning show up on your phone, say, if you are in the path of that storm. Right. With some of the test runs, with some of the uh, problems that they've had, uh, your station there in, in Hamilton may broadcast, uh, or our TV station, Global, because it's an Ontario license, will broadcast this red screen and a tornado warning showing up on the screen if it's occurring in Thunder Bay and you're, yeah. you're in Toronto. So, I mean, that is obviously a problem and something that I don't think uh, people need to, to see. Uh, that being said, is this really about the warnings or is that that it has just become unpredictable? You know, there's all sorts of stories of people who are out on lakes in the middle of the summer and all of a sudden the weather changes it, it, and, it, and it can change uh, on a dime. So at the end of the day, do we just have to accept that new reality? And with those comes the warnings? Yeah, I mean, I I think as the weather extremes happen and and as the as much variability as there is, I, I do think technology and and our forecasting skills are also improving at a similar or even greater rate. So it's not that this is something new that uh, that people are, are experiencing this year. But what is a bit different is that when these storms move over a populated urban center like. Hamilton with flooding in recent years and of course downtown Toronto's gotten it not once but twice this year those storms in particular are the ones that need to be forecasted accurately because there's so much of these farm fields and and subdivisions that have come in here in the last few decades that that's 
in a way changing the climate on its own where that rain now has nowhere to go but into the sewer system and and then we end up with these floods all right can't let you go without getting uh, something for the weekend how are we looking here uh in southern ontario and specifically hamilton well, if you're not a fan of yesterday's extreme humidity, uh, you're definitely going to like the forecast. Today already a bit better. It's going to continue to cool down. So the next few days, the sun will be back. Lots of sun heading into the weekend. Uh, but those temperatures, even at night, getting down maybe into the single digit, something uh, we haven't had very often uh, over the last few months. Uh, and then there's some rain from what was Tropical Storm Gordon. That's going to move in Sunday night and Monday. So that's the next chance of uh, wet weather. All right. And what about the fall? Is this going to be as mild a fall as it was last year? I, I do think September overall, a very warm month. And this is something that we've been following for years, the fact that summer seems to extend into fall. And I do think that may last even into October. So uh, an active hurricane season, the next couple of weeks, we're going to watch these storms. Florence is out there in the Atlantic. That, of course, even if it doesn't affect us directly, can impact uh, the weather pattern for the next few weeks. So uh, we're going to be watching that. But uh, I do think overall a, a warm fall ahead. All right, Anthony Farnell has been with us, Chief Meteorologist, Global News. Make sure you're watching tonight for all the latest. Anthony, as always, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. All right, thanks for having me on. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.